स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रमजम सुन रहे हैं आपका शब का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर आठ मिनट हो चुके हैं अब से लेकर तीन बजे तक आप और हमारे साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नजरों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि बाहर का मौसम इतना खूबसूरत है ओ माई गॉड अर्ली इन द मॉर्निंग सुबह सवेरे मेरे चेहरे पे जब सूरज की रोशनी पड़ी तो मैंने कहा आज तो बड़ा अच्छा दिन है अच्छा फिर पता चला कि आज नीचा डाला कुटी भी स्टूडियो में आ रही है उससे भी अच्छा दिन हो गया सो तो यू नो छब्बीस तारीख है आपने तो अपने पूरे स्टाफ को छुट्टियां दे रखी है हमारे यहाँ हमारा बॉस किसी को छुट्टी देता नहीं है वी हैव टू बी एट वर्क आपका बॉस बड़ा खड़ूस है खड़ूस खड़ूस टोटल खड़ूस क्या बताओ हमने सोचा था कि आज स्टेट हॉलीडे है आज स्टेट हॉलीडे नहीं है आज हॉलीडे गवर्नमेंट हॉलीडे है चलो स्टेट हॉलीडे सिर्फ हमारे मुल्क में नाइन होते थे अब टेन हो गए हैं बारह होते हैं यार हर महीने होते हैं नहीं 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 एक एक महीना जिसमें नहीं होते ऐसे कौन सा महीना है जिसमें नहीं होता जून का महीना है जिसमें कोई छुट्टी नहीं होती जून का महीना एक महीने में दो बार हो जाता है कोई एक महीना है जिसमें दो छुट्टियां हो जाती है अच्छा हाँ एनी anyway, आज हमारे साथ आप हैं और एक और भी यंग वुमन हुज बिन इन आर स्टूडियोज बिफोर आपका नाम अरोरा है वो आज हमारे स्टूडियोज में आई हैं दोबारा तो आजकल यही है वैंकूवर में तो मैंने उनसे कहा कि जब तक आप यहाँ हैं टू कम इन टू आर स्टूडियोज यू नो एंड वी वुड लव टू चैट विद यू हाउ डू यू प्रोनाउंस दैट अरोगल With Aurora, yeah, the goddess Aurora. So you're not going to become a teacher then? I don't think I would be a very good teacher at this no. moment. No, nobody would. I would teach a lot of chaos. <laughs> That is good. <laughs> good chaos. Okay, um, she's in the studio today, Anita Ji. Hanji. To ask you some questions because she belongs to the category of uh, young people. who want to save money for their old age they don't care about botox or anything else but money should be saved for old age really i don't yeah. think i i i think that's very unusual that someone in their 20s actually wants to save yes they don't yes. think that far so aurora must be very special she is special i mean i would say that we're a little overburdened by costs right now to even think that far true fair enough you know there are different retirement strategies for different people like different age groups for example when you start off young uh let's say when did you start working i started i started young i mean whatever the legal age was here that's when i started to actually work that's 16? what i'm allowed to say or 14 <laughs> <laughs> no i definitely started very early as as early as i could work i started but one thing that i was lucky about was my parents were very clear that at that age i was only allowed to work to learn yes but did you when you worked did you earn any money i did did yes. you ever save any of that money i saved everything Everything. Oh really? Yeah. See that's very unusual and this is what I want to say to young people uh in their 20s even if you were able to save a little bit like 100 bucks a month you could be a millionaire by the time you retire you know and you could even retire early at 55 just 100 bucks a month the power of compounding and investing and making the right choices just getting into that habit and keep doing that uh 
can actually just put aside money for your retirement and gives you choices. What is retirement today anyway? What do you think retirement is? For me, ideally when I retire, my cash flow actually is the same as it is while I'm working, which is a pretty large ask, I'm sure. It is, it is. The question is that if you have a goal, like you seem to be very clear in your uh, thought process that, you know, most 20-year-olds I speak to or in their 20s, they are basically working. They're making good money. Quite a few of them are making good money, but they don't have any concept of saving. Mm. It's like, so of course, they spend their money. So actually, you know, when you've just finished school, there are lots of things that you, you know, you, you, you are burdened with debt. Yes. If, if, if your parents didn't help you get your education, then you have a student's loan. You might have a car loan hmm. because, you, you know, you need a car these days to travel anywhere, even to go to school and then from school to work. So you do have debt. But I think what happens is that a clear, concise process of thinking is what is important. Hmm. And, uh, you know, if you speak to the younger generation, like the 20s, what do you do? You should probably start just putting aside money, right? Putting no matter aside, how much. No matter how much. But, yeah. but, you know, even young people who are living in the house don't have to pay rent. Well, I guess that was my biggest question is how do you save without overcompromising on your lifestyle? Well, again, lifestyle... One, one thing people should look at that if you are even thinking of retirement at a young age when you start, which you should, because uh, it's not a reality when you're 20, you're going to live forever and you're never going to retire. But if you start thinking that way, uh, compromise on your lifestyle. What is the compromise in the lifestyle? If you have, you weren't earning, you just started earning. When you weren't earning, you had zero. Now you're earning and you have some money. But typically, the people who start earning, like for myself, I started earning after I finished school. And with that came, I had moved out of my home, like my family home. Right. So right up front, I had costs that just didn't exist before. Exactly. And that is that is a challenge, right? Where in, in your 20s, you do have, like I said, student debts. You'll have costs if you're not living at home. But think of it this way. you, The 20s are right from 20 right up to 30 you will have to always have a mindset that if you're earning 100 bucks, you actually think of it as earning only 90 bucks. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or in fact, these days, if you speak to the 30-year-olds who are between 30 and 40, they are actually thinking of saving 15% of their pre-tax income, pre-tax income, mm -hmm. right? So you are now putting yourself in a mindset that my lifestyle is I'm making a hundred bucks. My lifestyle is basically has to be within 85 bucks, right? If you don't do that, then what are you going to incur? Debt. Debt on debt that you already have. So it isn't such a big compromise to put aside that 15 bucks out of the hundred, each hundred you make. But to think of it as a whole, like if you're making, say, 3,000 bucks in your job, right? What is 15% of that? Yeah. $450. Are you asking? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's not a lot of money no. if you come with the mindset. So how do you how do you live your lifestyle that you are only earning 85 bucks instead of 100? And if you can set up an automatic withdrawal through your employer or yourself right in the beginning. Uh, I think most employers will let you split your paycheck into two accounts. So I had one go into my rent account and the other go into my play account, so I called it, which yes. is what I assumed I had money-wise. Right. 
but then you should probably have had you know uh, the rent account will pay the rent or whatever it is you categorize. Well, I went fifty fifty. Oh, you went fifty fifty. Yeah. So the rent was like paying your uh, fixed uh, costs. Yeah, and then there was some left, and, and there was some left. Yeah. And 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 that's why you you know you. you you were able to then, what have you done since? Have you uh, invested that money? What have you done? I feel like I had a pretty interesting journey because when I started, all I knew how to do was save because I'd been saving since I was like 13 years old. And then I got to a point where I was 18 and I started investing in equities because they were safe and, you know, the market made sense. And then at one point when I saw the market going downhill and I needed to pull out money when I quit my job, I pulled it all out and I felt... It was funny because I was like, oh, I spent all this time saving. I shouldn't feel bad that I've gone to quote unquote zero now. But it didn't put into perspective that this isn't something that you just, you could just put in $10 every whatever week till you retire. But there's like a natural wave and you almost need to know how to handle all aspects of it. The saving part and then also the wisely investing part and then the taking a risk part. That's a very good point that she's come up with. That Fantastic. is true. So so you see, what the most important thing is, first, put some money aside that gives you choices. The mm-hmm. choice to uh, buy something, to invest in something, uh, to so that it can grow. You know, when I started uh, as a financial advisor, uh, there was a older agent in my uh, company who basically said and you know in the first year I was very successful in the first year itself and he said you know what you will have a good life but if you don't do something with the money that you're earning mm. right and invest it properly properly elsewhere yeah wherever that may be uh, you will just have an okay life a yeah. comfortable life but if you invest then you will have the capability to take care of emergencies to grow and to reach a point where you will be able to retire. Uh, and in my in my concept, retirement would mean that I wouldn't be forced to do a job right. to pay my bills. Right. Right? Right. So it is important that even when you're saving, mm-hmm. um, and, and most 20-year-olds, and, you know, I'm very impressed with what you've done, but most 20-year-olds, even if they can get to the saving stage, then you can hire people or, or not even hire. They're, you know, seek advice from people who can help you invest that money even if it's little, um, in the right, you know, for example, any person over the age of 19 can open a TFSA, mm-hmm. right? And you can start investing in that. And you won't pay taxes because when you pay taxes, you're anyway losing money. I think the biggest reason people don't think about what an opportunity that is, is because they're usually not making enough to worry about taxes at that age. True. It's foresight that makes them realize, oh my gosh, if I had done it then. Exactly. That's why education but, is very important. But isn't there um, provision for people who haven't put in money earlier? It can they can Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, all, uh, it, it all accumulates, right? Okay. So it, it, it does definitely accumulate. Right. So what I want to do is I want to take a very short commercial break because we've got very few commercials going at the moment and then come back to this point Okay. where, you know, she made a very good point saying that they're not making enough money to think of saving for old age, right? We'll talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, And if you want to talk about that as well, take our telephone number down. There are two very smart people in the studio, uh, i.e. me and... um, (laughs) 
and you. Shishma and you. Me, myself and I. Me, myself, Me, very smart. Three of us. Three important people. 604-280-1200-604-299-8863. Our telephone numbers will be right back. Spice Radio, Radio Room, Jim Sunriyam. Kap Shab Kap Program hai. Tuesday ka din hai. This is the last Tuesday of the year. Oh, wow. Last Tuesday of 2023. And the next time we'll have a Tuesday, it'll be 2024. Wow. wow. Man, time is passing. It is a blank. It is blank. <laughs> okay. okay, so let's so get back to, to that, you know, th- that question. Most people don't have the money. They do. It's a mindset. Savings is a mindset. If, yes. Now, if you are in your 20s, it is highly unlikely. Well, it is possible, but most 20-year-olds are still living with their parents. If they are not, then yes, it is a different situation altogether. If you have a 20-year-old who's all out on his own, like or her own, you know, paying their rent, going to school, uh, taking a loan, and all that. But a lot of the kids who are still at home have that ability to look at things and save, even even if you are working, right? I think I want to counter that, though. If yep. savings is a mindset, it's also a habit. And the people who are at home have the least habit of needing to save. True. I agree with that. And that's what the education portion of you know us talking about it comes in. It has to be a mindset and a habit. Because if you don't do it, you will start later on. It'll just be at some point, unless you are born very wealthy and you don't need to work, you, if you want to retire or if you want to have a good life and not have to be dependent on your work after a certain age, uh, you are going to have to do something. It's just a reality of life. There are so many people who are unprepared for retirement. So what happens if you don't do this retirement planning and if you don't do any of this planning at all or don't get into the right habits, then you know the, there are lots of people who, as they grow older, their lifestyle diminishes and it becomes it it shrinks pretty badly do you think if you were to generalize it's easier to have a good retirement plan if you're an employee or if you're an entrepreneur uh it doesn't matter again i feel that if you're an employee it it depends what you do with the money if you're an employee and you don't have a uh, you have a steady income right then you can of course get into the habit of uh, putting one aside but even if you are a self-employed person Mm -hmm. right if you, I have been self-employed for the first three years of being in Canada. I was an employee, and my income was fixed. And I was one of those people who was who had really nothing to save, because I had a very high rent, and uh, which I could do nothing about because I wanted my kids to be in a particular area going to school where I didn't have to pick them up and drop them off. There was food, and the money was over, right? But it is when the, the thought process was always there and I tried to save as much as I could when I could, right? Which wasn't a lot in the initial years. But then I became an entrepreneur. In some ways, I was 100% commissioned. I had no guaranteed source of income. But again, it's, as I said, it's a mindset. And this mindset started when I was very young. Like, like you, for example, you started saving whenever anyone gave you, what, a birthday gift, you put that money aside. Mm-hmm. So, those are the things that will allow you to have choices. If you don't save, that doesn't mean your life is going to be rotten or whatever. It's just that you will have less choices than someone, a 20-year-old who didn't save and a 20-year-old like yourself will have less choices, less things to experience in life because you don't have the money 
to do it, mm-hmm. right? So that is where I I kind of really believe that one really needs to get into that mindset that this is not only for retirement. We call it retirement because that's what we want to do. We we don't want to work all our lives, mm. but saving and growing your money in stuff other than your job allows you choices. Yeah. So when it comes to saving for retirement, what is, at the end of the day, if I'm turning like 65, I'm ready to retire. If I look at my assets, what's an ideal thing to look at? Like, should I have properties? Should I, should it be all in cash? Should I have some sort of like gas station that makes me $500 a month? I don't know. <laughs> so, gas so, stations so, make more than $500 Well, a I'm, month. you know. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't got one yet. We have, we have electric vehicles, so they might go down. <laughs> no, no, no. They've, they've started putting up uh, electric uh, charging stations. <laughs> and they've started, you know, well, seen, they've I've got seen, a ambition that we should be without any uh, gasoline cars by 2035, right? That's right. So our follow-up episode will have to be on the viability of investing in gas, gas stations. So each, gas, <laughs> each gas station will have a cafe where you can charge a car, sit down and have a cup of coffee. Uh-huh. uh-huh. See? And have internet. And, and internet so and all that. You see, the gas station will be there. It'll just yes. be called, uh, it'll be called the recharging it'll station. It'll be called an internet cafe, but mm-hmm. like a, mm-hmm. Yeah, internet cafe, recharge your car, and, you know, that sort Have of stuff. Have a cup of coffee. Tesla cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, to answer that question, what does retirement look like? It could be many things. Uh, I prefer to have people look at different baskets. You know, everyone talks about baskets, but... If you diversify, that is the key thing. Diversify, some in cash, some in your... First of all, the first thing one should do is take advantage of any government-sponsored program that gives you any advantage, mm-hmm. anything. Whether but not GICs. Even, even that. Hey, even if you say... You know what the rates of GICs are right now? Right now, they're good, 5%, I yes, think. Yes. But if you're going to have cash, you might as well have a chunk of it in GICs. They don't have to be very long-term. One thing I wanted to caution everything, everybody about GIC is not to say that it is not a good thing, but when we are talking about having your money work for you, mm-hmm. there are many ways of having your money work for you, but taxes should be taken into consideration. Like I have people who like, you know, say, oh, it's really safe. Let's just put GICs. Why would I risk my money in the market? Uh, if you look at the market averages, you know, if you look at an index chart, how money grows and you keep your money consistently there. Uh, you will find, of course, not only does it do better than a GIC, but I want everyone to concentrate on the tax treatment of GICs. Interest income is taxed at the highest tax bracket. Holy macro. So if it's, it's interest income is like income, uh, earned income, right? Yeah. So you fall into that category of uh, uh, whatever your tax bracket is. So say you are a person who's already paying 35% in taxes. Mm-hmm. then your interest income, so say they are giving you 5%, at the end of each year, an in- interest income is calculated at the end of each year, whether you take your money, use it, or you don't use it. You get a tax slip for interest income, mm-hmm. right? And so it'll come at that, you will get the tax slip, and you will pay taxes at the tax bracket you are. So mm-hmm. if you're paying 35%, so you're paying 35%. So what does that reduce your uh, interest to it reduces it to 3.5 percent but i have not used that money it's lying in there and it's uh, 
gathering interest. Yeah. I still have to pay on it? Yes, because people don't oh. understand. Ah. You see, because in the bank, the bank is just the place where you're getting the GIC done. So right. you put in a hundred bucks or you put in, say, a thousand bucks and they give you 5%. Yes. At the end of the year, say you put it for one year, you mm. will have that thousand plus the 5%. Yes. Right? Yes. You don't realize that Along with this, at the end of the tax year, the following year, they give you a tax slip that, that says okay. you got this much additional income, mm-hmm. oh. right? But when you put it in, say, mutual funds, you do not pay taxes until you actually sell it. So it is important to understand how, um, and, 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 and as I said, people who have zero risk tolerance have to put their money in, in, in GICs. And you just have to accept the fact that a 5% GIC will, when you, it'll come in as income, the 5% each year will come in as income, whether you actually take the money or not, and you're paying taxes on it. Your accountant sees it, it's all rolled into it, you don't realize it. You know, many people still do not understand uh, the advantage of a TFSA account. And they, they still think that money that they've put into TFSA is whatever interest they've gotten in that particular account they will have to pay taxes so has the government not done a good job of explaining it to people have the uh, people like you haven't done a good job of explaining it to people I had a young woman come up to me we were just chatting uh, in a get together recently and she said um, you know I just I just put the money in I go buy stocks she said that's the, the best thing to do and I said, uh, after tax money? And she said, yeah. I said, do you have a TFSA account? And what's the point of having a TFSA account like RRSP? No, they don't understand that. That This is, it's, a, it's, it's well, you know, the education lies on the government, on us, and on the individual themselves. There are, like, you know, like... Oh, we life- spoon-fed. We do not believe in doing our own... <laughs> Research? Research, yes. Yeah, but I think the... You know, the, the, when TFSAs originally started, and even till today when I meet new clients and I ask them, do you have a TFSA? And they say, yeah, I have a TFSA. I'm like, what, what is the rate of return? Um, they haven't a clue. I, I put it in the bank. And a lot of them have put the TFSA, the tax-free savings account, in just a regular bank account. Yes. Even if you put it in a GIC, whether you know that you're not paying taxes on it is immaterial. Yes. You are not paying taxes on it, yes. right? But for someone to not utilize the TFSA would be literally foolish because if you have any money, before you put it in a regular account, put it in a TFSA. A TFSA is just a name given to it. It's a registration. I it doesn't don't think people know that you can invest through your TFSA. Well, people don't. A lot of people don't know they that. They don't know what TFSA is. Yeah, about. so they invest money in, in, in a non-registered account. Mm-hmm. There are people who are inherently against RRSBs. You know, the host of the show is one of them. But she has been educated since. <laughs> and she still doesn't believe that RRSP is anything to brag about. Hey, it I, is. RRSP is... Deposit on your first home. Yeah, you can pull from there. You can pull it from there and not have to pay any uh, taxes. Okay. Not only that, that's a that's 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 the most obvious one. But if you're not paying a hundred dollars today, it's a hundred dollars saved. When you say I will have to pay it at the end, you know, when I take it out, oh my god, I've it still that. doesn't make sense. It, it does. It does make sense when you have to take you. I mean, I know that yes. Okay, we are not going to go and talk okay, about well, that. Okay, well, let's have the bigger conversation. Nobody wants to think about this. We have enough things in life to worry about. And so 
why isn't there more i know quest trade or not quest trade wealth simple had started something where it would manage your actual investment strategy based off of your goals and it would take a fee whatever right i don't know how well that worked i haven't looked into it but why isn't there something if we have all these ai tools or this or that that's sitting here saying here's the way here's three ideal strategies you should try this if this this of that and so you know i this is where i'll say there are people like me who who educate people but we are looked at you know we look they look at us with distrust right uh, if you're an insurance agent, you're totally looked at as with distrust. Yeah, I don't want to put money in insurance. That's because people have a very low level of education. They don't understand. You don't need to put money in an in, in, in an insurance policy. Just you know, why would I do this when I can do when I can you know build a house mm. and make double the amount of money? Mm, mm. The concept still arises that the registered. I mean, think about it. Why would the government create a plan, and why would people actually buy into it? if there wasn't any benefit to it. So there is inherently a benefit. Now, whether you see it or you don't, that's a different issue. I think people are, like the younger generation today, they want instant gratification. They don't realize that TFSA account has been made for them to realize that when they grow to be 65, 75, whenever they want to retire, there is a chunk of money lying there which they've already saved and has accrued more interest on it that they can use that, take it out without paying even a penny in tax. Right. And, but I don't think that is a problem of the younger generation. I think the younger generation is more uh, educated than the older generation is. Uh, if you speak to the 20, you know, immediately right out of school, they, they don't know that much. But uh, as soon as they get into the workforce, these kids actually read like I have seen so many of my clients who have got a new job and they get uh, and they get group benefits, mm. right? They actually read into that, uh, this, which is more than I can say for the you know forties and fifties and six fifty and above year olds because mm. those who started off and you know there's a lot of research that mm. if you work with an advisor, uh, you have more savings yes. than you have without. An advisor. True. Now, whether AI takes over that advisory role or simply, um, what is it? Um, they do that. Even now, they're a lot. Uh, just mentioned, you mentioned AI traders. Yeah, uh, Wealth Simple. Wealth Simple. Wealth Simple also stack. did it, and and they do have. They have tremendous amount of people going in there, and it's not that. It's just that Wealth Wealth Simple is an AI tool that basically looks at what you put input and it gives mm. you suggestions and it also recommends certain portfolios and stuff like that. But having, which works very well for the educated younger generation, they don't want to sit in front of someone who's going to sit and give them a lecture on, mm. you know, what to do, what not to do. True. Because True. that information you can find on the web very easily. So I found my younger people are more aware of what is out there. Um, but then it comes down to the fact that, you know, they have a student debt or, you know, I met recently a client who came to me just for term life insurance and they were very well educated. Uh, they had a huge mortgage and they had a little baby and it was hard to get insurance for them, but we finally did manage to get it. And they were very grateful because they had already done their research and that generation, the millennials definitely know their stuff, right? The question is, are they able to do it? Do they have that mindset? Uh, some do, some don't. And we're all different kinds of people. But having that kind of mi mindset will allow you uh, to have choices and uh, diversification. 
with diversification will come the ability to have your money work for you in different ways, whether it's real estate properties, whether it's just a savings account, uh, whether it's a mutual fund account or you're investing in stocks and shares, you know, you will have choices when you make more money. On that very positive note, we'll have to take a positive commercial break. <laughs> okay. And we'll be right back. Spice Radio, Radio Room, Jim Sunriya, Gapshap Ka Program hai. Very heated discussion going on here um, about, you know, saving money and not saving money. Aap paise kamaa rahe hain to bacha kyo nahi rahe. Lekin kabhi kabar aisa bhi hota hai ki aap paise kamaate ho, lekin jitne kamaate ho, se dhugne aap kharch karte ho. Oh, so that's a lifestyle problem, yeah. That's not, uh, that's not something... That, for example, this young woman just brought in a grande of coffee. She got probably, it from Tim Hortons, though. But it probably will cost her how much? Two bucks. Not the six bucks you pay in Starbucks. No, no. Eleven dollars that you pay in Starbucks. Eleven? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. No. The big one is eleven dollars. Oh, so you do go to Starbucks. I haven't you're even a clue that off. is 11 bucks. You're getting ripped off at Starbucks. Starbucks, Starbucks, you're definitely getting ripped off. But I can tell you one thing. What is the aim of money making money for you? It means that you need income streams without having to work. Just now, Megan was saying that I wish my brain power, which she has a lot, would just generate money. Like, you know, she thinks and the money just generates. But she actually has to do something to make it happen, right? Yes. Same thing. When you're saving or when you're planning or you, when, you, when you want to make money, right, you have to have a plan. You've got to implement it as well. You yes. have to first have a good idea. You've got to implement The good idea, which is a no-brainer, is that you cannot earn 10 bucks and have a lifestyle of 20. Then you're going to be eternally in debt, right? That's my story. <laughs> but, but, then but, but what are we all trying to do here? We, we're trying to save so that we can have our money work for us. Not in one way. We In retirement, what do we need? We need multiple streams of income mm-hmm. because we're not going to be working so that if one stream temporarily dries up, there yes. is something else that is coming in. I think the biggest thing you also need is to not have a huge rent amount hanging over you. Yes. True, I agree. I mean, I for the first... 12 years of living in this country, I was paying rent at, you know, 4,000 and then 4,500 uh, until I actually bought a house that I could move into myself. I did invest in real estate. But again, look at the path. I knew what I was doing, but I had a necessity to stay in that, in that locality. My kid's school was there. Uh, but I was wasting money, right? I had a choice of going and buying a place Hmm. far away where I'd have to go back to pick up my minor kids. Hmm. And I couldn't do that while working, right? Yes. So you make choices in life, but they have to be choices that are going to lead somewhere. Right. In terms of investing money, you need to think of how can I have streams of investment? So, for example, streams of income coming in. So if you ever created a, if you bought a property or even in your own house, if you could rent a room out to a student or something like that, right? That's a stream of income where you have an asset, and that is producing the income, right? Yes. Then you have, this is where you have to look at your TFSA and your RRSP as well. The government is already giving you a certain amount of advantage. That advantage is when you put your money in an RRSP today, you will save on taxes, mm. right? So you're, you, you, you will save at least 18% of your income in taxes, not 18% of the total. There's always these limits that you can put in. So if you're making $300,000, you can't save 18%. It caps off at 20-something, right? 26, 27, 28, whatever it is each year that the government decides. So when you are saving money with the taxes today, 
don't think about tomorrow I'll have to pay it so I'm not going to worry about doing it because today you are saving say a thousand bucks right now this RRSP you put as much as you can till you retire and then that becomes a source of income but you're no longer working for it you worked for it already so if you were working you would still be paying taxes right and remember the power of compounding in an Ooh. RRSP Ooh. You will be paying taxes, but slowly. And when you're retired, you can control which year, how much you want to take out and how much taxes you want to pay. That's choice. So, oh, yeah, this is the question I should have asked you many years ago when I was getting mad about RRSPs. So could there be any year in your life that you're so smart that you've planned in such a way that you do not pay even a cent in taxes? Well, there have been. Even in my own life, there was a year. Of course. How I'll did you give you an that? I didn't do that. <laughs> it happened to me. What happened money. was, no, no, I lost money. Mm-hmm. I had a restaurant and I lost $250,000 in it. Okay, so you did not... No. Like, I'll, hold on, hold on. I'll remember. It. No, no, no. But let me explain that to you. Okay. So it was an, my accountant, a brilliant man, he said you can use this as ABLE, Available Business Income Loss, mm. which offsets the income you make. Mm. So I had a loss of $250,000 and I had an income of $250,000. They offset each other. Mm. Okay. I didn't pay any taxes for one whole year. Okay. So I was not talking about that. I was talking about RRSP monies. Here is a couple who've, who've saved, saved, saved like I did. Save, 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 save. And then uh, they retire, okay? Yes. And then now they're going to take money out of, because there's no money coming in from anywhere. The government is sending CPP you. CPP is sending you. Oh, yeah. 1300 $1,500, you don't live on that. You don't live on that, but remember, okay, you okay. have it. Okay, so 1300 and okay, so 1500 each each person. So they, their combined income is $3,000, mm-hmm. okay? So in that $3,000, they still have to pay taxes. Yes. Yes. And then so, but their lifestyle isn't $3,000. Their lifestyle is $5,000. So every month they'll have to take $2,000 out of their RRSP. True. But if their lifestyle was $5,000, then they should have planned and earned and spent accordingly. No, they did. They did everything like that. Okay, so that's, that's it. I'm so, so, I'm so, so looking for a scenario that isn't, like it's just such a best case fluke, lucky thing that it's not, reasonable to plan for like we should anticipate that we're going to have to pay our dues at some point of time we just have to pay them at the best time no i don't want to pay what okay, do okay so then you know like when you look down upon the government cpp and the e and the sorry oas imagine if you were that person who never had saved an rrsp right and there was no government cpp or oas and you had no tfsa so now you're 65 and you can't work, what would your situation be? It's all about worst, better, best. So you are better off having the compulsory CPP taken out of your income and the OAS because on your own you did nothing. No. If you're someone who did nothing on your own, yes. you're in shit creek basically. Yes. Okay. Pardon no, my language. You couldn't use that word on air. Yes. I, I didn't I, I retract it. Okay. So, so. <laughs> so now think about it. You now have CPP and OAS. If you have an RRSP, at least you have the income to take out. No? 
you have to pay your dues to society you we are in a society that pays taxes so at least you have that now now someone says that i why should i save in my rrsp because at the end i'll have to pay taxes let me do something better now that is an alternative okay but mm. but at the same time mm. that better mm. if it is better will mm. also incur taxes yes okay so you are insisting on paying taxes which is a very good thing because people like me who actually contribute maximum to rrsp will benefit from you not contributing to rrsp right ah. so anyone when the government gives you something trust me the government doesn't give you anything for free it has a benefit utilize it the tax free savings account people can't say but there are people who have people who have a savings account mm-hmm. because they know they need to save but it's the lack of education that tells them put that money in a tfsa and shame on people like me shame on the bank teller and shame on the government if our citizens don't know that if you have a little money first if you have more than 6 less than $6000 to save in a year right now you should first open a tfsa mm. because at least on that that's the only thing you don't pay taxes on mm. what is the other thing life insurance but you got to die to get that right so yeah. we don't want to die right now we want to capitalize on the money we are saving so please put your money in a tfsa go to a bank teller go go you know say hey what is this tfsa or call you or call me sure and what's your number 778-778-998-998-8324-8324. I come to you today and I say, hey, Anita, I've been working now for about five years and I have, I have never contributed to my TFSA account, but I've been in this country for 30 years. So how much money can I put in my TFSA? I've got some money. Yeah so the TFSA has when it started off it started off with 5000 if you just google it there's a yes. chart that will give you okay. uh you know each year how much was the contribution i think it's almost 90 plus if you were 19 i think it started in 209 i think is mm-hmm. it 209 or 207 right. 209 if you were over the age of uh, 18 or 19 in 209 yeah. then till till now you have haven't contributed anything you could contribute almost 90 or 95500 something okay. like that Yes. So so I can do It's that. all accumulated. Yeah. yeah. And the good thing about TFSA that very few people actually know is yeah. this is that like today is December the 26th. 26th. Yes. If you want to take money out of a TFSA right now and say you you contributed 50,000 into your TFSA yes. to date but in the, the market value is say 100,000 it yes. doubled you did a good job yes. I did a good job. Okay? Yes. Now you want to take out that 100,000 before this uh, december before january 1st you take that money out you are eligible the following year to contribute back the 100000 not the 50000 you originally put in ah so do you understand how it is compounding yes. how valuable this is yes january 1st you have the money you yeah. can put back 100000 plus 2024's limit which is i think 6500 yeah right okay. put that back so you can actually put back 106500 if you want. So when you use your TFSA for whatever reason, you have that contribution room back. How do you find out your contribution room? You go to your MyCRA account mm. and it always gives and it'll give it to you. Yeah. Now MyCRA account doesn't have that information on January 1st, but it will. Uh, a few because when you, when, yes. when you register everything yeah. and it goes through and the money is taken out and you know give give a reasonable amount of time for your financial yeah. institution to report back to CRA right. and it'll show back again so okay. 
the TFSA, you know, people scoffed at it when it came out. Oh, what is this going to happen? But I think it is an amazing thing that the government has done in a country that is taxed to its eyebrows, right? Mm. So it is a good thing. Now, knowledge is important and you of need course. to utilize it. Right. So as I said, when you have money in a bank account, uh, shame on the teller if they don't tell you. If you come to me and I don't tell you, shame on me or people mm-hmm. like me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we've, we've tackled the situation of the 20-year-old and 30-year-old. <laughs> well, the older people, the, the same thing applies, right? Yeah. At, at different stages in life, when you're in your 20s, you're probably paying back student loan. And as as uh, Aurora said, we, you know, she's, she was paying, she's paying for rent and food and there's no money left. Uh, and she's been in the lucky position of becoming an entrepreneur and having the ability to take that money out, hmm. right? And so if she hadn't saved it, she would still be stuck in the job, which was very well paying, mm-hmm. but was below her standard, mm-hmm. right? Below her capabilities. Hmm. So that is what having a good saving habit allows you to do. Okay. It gives you choices. It gives you the, the freedom to do something that you want to do, right? So... I suggest very strongly that everybody, it's the year end, don't make any New Year's resolution. Just start taking money out of your bank account and putting it in a TFSA. Call the advisor you deal with, call your bank, call me, call anybody. But just do it. It's important that you start saving money. As you grow older, there are other, like a 20-year-old has, you know, smaller problems. As you grow older, you have children, you have responsibilities, you have to pay for their education, you might be looking after your parents. So how do you get to that point? If you are late, you know, if you started late, and now you're thinking of retirement, it's still never too late. It just means that you will have less money, but it's better than not having anything at all. Right. So I strongly suggest that people get into the habit of putting aside, putting aside 15% of their income, Okay. But 15% pre-tax. 15% pre-tax, pre-tax. Into, okay. into things like start off simple. Start off with a TFSA account. Start off with a, uh, you know, RRSP. Remember, an RRSP, if you buy your first house, you'll be allowed to take out, each one of you can take out $35,000. Start an FHSA account, which is $8,000. When you take out from an RRSP, you don't have to first pay taxes. Home. FHSA is first, first home. home savings account. Savings account. Which okay. is, which is which is actually incredible. You're allowed to do that for five years up to, a, well, you can keep doing it, but it's maximum $8,000 a year and you can use it. And I'm sure there are, you know, even if you've got your first house, uh, you can start saving for it because even with an RRSP, when you pull money out, they have, they have, they determine whether you're eligible. Okay. Right. Okay. Because you may have a house and then you sold it and you are houseless, homeless right now. That's right. And you have to save for another one. Yeah. Right. Okay. And you will be um, in an RSP. They, they they sort of have a criteria to check whether you're eligible to pull it out again. And I've had clients who've done it. So and um, and they can or they cannot. They can. They can. They can but you have to qualify. Ticket. You have to be eligible, okay. right? So there are right. certain criteria for that. So our guest has gone to sleep now. I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. Good. <laughs> no, no, she's very interested because I can't see her. Oh, that might not be because of me. <laughs> the mic's in the way. The mic's in the way. The, the, the TV's in the way. In the way. Okay. All right. So, Megan, out of all this, um, what have you, what have you, I, is there anything that you've taken uh, to heart or has anything made sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes 
you can take for granted what you already know. Oh yeah, that's true. And at least for me, you know, there's things that I've learned that I've maybe put in the archives that mm. I haven't been able to, you know, Act revisit. On. And mm. yeah, so now it's just got me thinking about all the pieces in the puzzle again. And you know, 2024 is expect a few calls then in that case. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. No, but this is something that, from a financial perspective, people need to understand that. If you want financial freedom, there's only one way to get it, that you need to find ways of living within your means and being able to save 10 to 15% of your pre-tax income. Anita, uh, it's 20, as you mentioned earlier, 26th of December today, and we've got, say, three, four working days, three working days uh, before the end of the year. What are important things one has to remember to do before year-end? so that financially they can be uh, ahead. Yeah, actually, before you're in, uh, from a financial perspective, uh, you know, tax perspective, uh, as I just mentioned a little before about the TFSA, if you need money from your TFSA, say, you know, in January or February, you might want to consider taking it out now, right? Mm -hmm. Deregistering it so that you can next year put it back. Otherwise, if you take it out next year, you'll have to wait till 2025. To put it so back. yeah, and that's not advantageous uh, from a tax perspective. Right. The other thing is, if you know how much income you've earned, mm. um, and you do want to reduce it, you know, making a charitable donations, mm. you know, now <laughs> would be uh, would would give you a tax break because after thirty first December, whatever donation you make will go goes on to the next year. Um, how much donation can you make? Any amount. There's no limit to the amount of donations you can make. And how much can it... Say, for example, I have donated um, $10,000 to uh, a charitable organization. Yes. Do I get the, the full $10,000 uh, exempt? No, no, not the full. It's, this is not this is not like a, a like a RSP where you take the full thing out. The the charitable donations work based on your income bracket, right? So you you get a tax break, but not by removing ten thousand from your income. That's oh, not see. how it works. Okay. Uh, there's a calculation on how it's done, uh, but but for example, if you are running a business, right? And December thirty first is your year end, mm. or even if your your personal stuff, then expenses. So you you need to look at if you've got medical expenses, if you've got to do your teeth or whatever, and you've got the funds right now, and you want it as a tax write off. Mm. You know, try and do it within the next few days, okay. right? So that it can accrue for the twenty twenty three tax returns. Um, if you've taken a loan from a company, from your own company, um, you need to put it back, not before 31st December, but within the company's fiscal year, okay. uh, if you are not paying any interest. Otherwise, you know, uh, it is frowned upon because you need to, if you take a loan from your own company and you're not paying taxes, you're taking money out of the company, there should be interest at, you know, paid to the paid, company, okay. which comes out of your pocket. In terms of individuals, uh, make sure that you get your tax slips back, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, make sure that you make your contributions to... Well, RSP will give you a room till next year. Yes. Uh, 60 days, first 60 right. days. What else? Off the top of my mind, I can't think of anything else. But those are very good, important points. Thank you for uh, bringing those up. And I'm I'm so glad that you came this last week of the year because people do need a little nudging. And if people need more information, they can always call you. Absolutely. And your number is... Seven seven eight seven seven eight nine nine eight nine nine eight eight three two four eight 